Welcome to another edition of the Hoops for Thomas podcast. We are recording this late, late at night. <clears throat> In case anyone's wondering, it's uh, you know just for, for for the sake of knowing what day it is, you know what, what we're talking about. It's Friday night. It's Friday, almost ten p.m. Uh, <laughs> you guys can see, you know, so this is we're just chilling here. This is how we chill out on Fridays. Uh, we got Adam already in bed for some reason. Already so early in bed. What's up, man? You know, this is how we do it. I got to be up early. Got to wake up a little before six o'clock Saturday morning, like a normal person. And uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so it's it's about nine thirty. Love America. Absolutely. <laughs> in the bowl. Yeah, well, just one of those days, you know, just one of those nights where, you know, it's one of those weekend nights where you just kind of sleep in early because you got work tomorrow. It's just the worst. Yeah, it's okay. I'm not even mad about it. I'm I'm happy I'm in bed. I'm comfortable. I'm chi- I'm chilling. <laughs> You're recording the podcast. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. We should do this more often. <laughs> Why don't you lay down a too? bed series? Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe we'll I can call lay it. Down. We'll call it pillow talk. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll lie down as well. Let me <laughs> just get my couch here set up. Oh, so just lie down. I mean, you got a headset. Nothing's All stopping right. you. Okay, cool. I'd be lying down every time. Yeah, no, yeah, this is this is perfect. Yeah, I'll be just going right here. Yeah, <laughs> so this is pillow talk brought to you by Snickers. Uh, eat Snickers, uh, otherwise you'll. You you won't feel like yourself. Uh, how, what's the slogan again? Get dunked on by Patrick Chewing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that was a great commercial. Great commercial. Pill talk. We're reminiscing. As, you know as the. We... You know the. Uh, do you remember something called Time Hop? That sounds really familiar. Time Hop was this like app where you could. It would like archive your memories from different social media. Oh, okay. so it'll be like this was for oh, status in 2006 or yeah. something. And I had a time hop one time that said I had a dream Patrick Ewing stabbed me in the eye. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I had a dream that Patrick Ewing stabbed me in the eye, but apparently I did. We're reminiscing here on Pillow Talk, uh, the Pillow Talk series. Uh, did you see the shot by Sabrina Ionescu? Oh, I was hoping you'd bring it up. So clutch. yeah, my goodness, wow, what what a cold blooded shot, man. I mean, like, <clears throat> I mean, just talk about releasing your inner Mamba mentality, you know, just like all that hard work just to come up with that shot. You know, what a shot that is. I think she's gonna wind up being like one of the greatest ever. Yeah, I mean, this is day one, right? This is like. You know, do you think she's a Luka Doncic or do you think she's a better Luka Doncic? You know, like a I better actually, version for her. It's the same comparison for me as Luka Doncic. You know, just just so young and just so good, you know. Uh very very exciting stuff for the the New York Liberty. Yeah. That that's that's they don't have two teams, right? They only have one team. Just one team. Just one team. That makes sense. Uh in the uh, fever, they're pretty good. So Indiana Fever. And uh, that was the buzzer beater against them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's very exciting. Yeah. I mean, and that happened at the Barclays Center, which is very great, man. That's uh, just an amazing shot. I mean, I was just watching. I'm, I'm watching the ESPN game here. You got the Warriors beating up on the Pelicans now. 
Um, you, you want to do a quick mini dollar here? What do you think final score is going to be? Oh, wow. Um, what, how much time is left in the game? Well, well like, you know, I know who's watching this right now. It's halftime. It's halftime. Okay. Yeah. Ironically, uh, I haven't been able to watch as many of the ESPN games lately, the national ones, but yeah, I I've been doing a poor job as well, just watching in general. Uh, I've, I've I try to watch every you know just one one game. I've I've only watched like one game a day, pretty much. I've been a, I've been on a uh, watching tear, but one game you got to watch at least. But uh, wow, I mean, I did think that the Warriors would come out and win this uh, decisively, just because Zion's out and the Warriors have a lot to play for right now. So. I think that the standards yeah, the, are actually. Really uh, you know, I'm, this is very exciting. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the the Warriors already clinched that playing spot. It's just uh, coming down to who's uh, you know where where right where, where they're going to be. Probably that eighth spot uh, was what I, what what if I had to guess. Yeah, and that's going to be really guys be really great though. What if it winds up being LA? Guys, I mean, shoot. The Warriors, yeah, really, LA versus Golden State, that would yeah, be great. Yeah, it's either going to be them or Memphis, and yeah, yeah, and nah, I don't you win know. that. Like it of would course, be a yeah, yeah. major upset, but like it's you got Steph Curry. What about how's this for an upset? Eight seed Warriors against number one Jazz. The Warriors, I mean, they probably fall short, right? Just short. Yeah, yeah. It's just if if Kyle or I'm sorry, if uh, I almost said Kyle Corver, if uh, Clay Thompson, <laughs> it's a throwback there. Yeah, if Clay Thompson is healthy, they'd win. Like, or they'd have a good chance at like winning it all, legitimately. But they only have one nuclear weapon, not two. You know. Yeah, I I think they'd definitely be a nice threat if he would be there. I don't know if they I don't know if I call them a title contender per se because I do think they they need you know for whatever system they're running they do need smart players on that team and it really comes down to how they're going to build around that bench. So yeah, Wiggins you know, I'm looking forward to Clay coming that. back. Like you know, he's having a good a good stretch right now. Uh, Jordan Poole, he's playing really well for them. Oh, he's and awesome. I know last year, I know last year it was kind of a you know guys like Damian Lee and Jordan Poole playing so much, and you know those aren't really guys you really care about seeing, you know, because those guys try to score a lot and sometimes they they chuck or whatever people say they're chucking, but Jordan Poole is going to be really good for them next. Season. Like he's going to be a really nice bench player, you know. You thought Alfonso McKinney was like looking okay, like watch out for Jordan Poole. And he's made some big shots too. He beat the Bulls. Yeah, yeah. You know, Damian Lee is okay too, but you know, Jordan oh, Poole. Like, I think he's going to take another shot, step next season. It, it was Poole he, against the Bulls. Yeah, that game winner. Who did Lee or Poole? Yeah, it was Damian Lee. Oh, okay, it was Damian Lee. Steph Curry's brother-in-law, Damian Lee. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like uh, it's you know, but. 
I know Poole's been playing well lately, and uh, I, I think, uh, you know, it's a shame that these guys had to retire. You know, like guys like Livingston, super smart player. They all so old. Still, you know, playing but in Miami. And, and yeah, he fans are kind of complaining because he's a shell of himself. But we'll, we'll see what, what he brings to the table when they, they, I mean, they just try to make that run for at least the second round Miami. Draymond Green is at this point – I mean, underrated, that kind of impact he has. I mean, he's like a seven, seven, and nine guy, and that'll get you two steals a game. And obviously, not like a huge offensive weapon in terms of a scorer, but he's, yeah, he's been their best passer all year. And the rebounding. Uh, every once in a while, he'll have a pretty good rebounding game, but he's not as athletic as he used to be, but he's smart as he's ever been. And such a great year for him as a passer. I mean, they've used Steph so much more off the ball, it seems like, and obviously they use him on the ball a ton, but like they've kind of given him that Clay Thompson role too, where, where they're really setting him up a ton off the ball and he just creates for himself so well. But I think if you put, you know, clay in there and when you do like this team there's no reason they can't just get right back to relevance so i think at this point you want to put kelly Oubre as your like sixth man because wiggins has really turned into a really nice player i think this is the best andrew wiggins we've seen in the nba and i feel like if you didn't see that coming you should have just him going to the warriors you give him like a really good situation, the best he's ever had, really. And he's grown tremendously, you know, back-to-back years. He's uh, put up right around 19 points a game, which is which is honestly like his, his average, I guess. But um, this is the best shooting year he's ever had from three, uh, 37.7%. And it seems like he's been a much better defender as well. And underrated shot blocker, honestly. I think that he kind of has had like a similar growth that Kevin Durant did, where he like just became a little bit smarter and he became a more consistent defender under Kerr. And I'm sure Draymond Green is a great veteran presence for him as well. Yeah, uh, I, I'm hoping next season Draymond works a little bit more on his shot and it gets a lot better uh, because that would be a key. He's very much, you know, as well as Clay Thompson coming back, we're hoping he can get to at least, you know, 70% back to Clay Thompson. You know, that's that's what I'd like to see. I, I would, and I think I hope they can make the second round with something like that with Clay Thompson. I mean... Yeah, but, yeah. And yeah. I'm only saying 70 just just to be... That's kind of like my, uh, you know, go ahead. It's just so hit or miss how guys come back from the, the torn ACL because honestly, clay has become, yeah. And it's two years too. Yeah. Yeah. True. Cause the Achilles then he, he's honestly one of my favorite players of all time. And those are two. He He's such a, yeah, man. Like he, he's, 
he, he's a winner, man. Like he's, he's just a team player and he's a winner. Like, you know, we, 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 all these years we've been fawning over like the Spurs and stuff like that. And this is kind of like, this is like the new team that's kind of taken that model. And like, he's very much a huge part of like, you know, how they build. And yeah, I mean, like I, he's, I, I agree. He's one of my favorites as well. I mean, he's, <clears throat> you know, I tell, I talk about all the time, you know, I watch those guys all the time, watch the highlights, just watch their games just to see what they're doing. And it, it's, it's very inspirational just in terms of, you know, even just like, you know, a, a guy who just plays rec basketball just for fun, you know, it's very, it inspires me, you know? So, you know, like the, yeah, the, they're, they're trying to do also now with the Spurs, you know, like the retooling thing. So it's very tough because like when you're in that seven, eight spot, it's like, and I mention it all the time, like making that jump to first, second, third season is so tough. And I think it, it's going to come down to have their health, obviously. And I feel like they're, Clay Thompson. I mean, I'm, I'm. I would be surprised if he played more than like 30 minutes a game, half the you know, yeah. like for half he, the game. He's getting up there in age too. Yeah, so he'll probably be having like a 20 minute cap, and then yeah. they'll probably just save him for the playoffs. He could yeah. go all out in the playoffs, and not, you know, I, I'm when I think of like their, you know, future, their meta, whatever in the future, I'm thinking like you know, I, I I'd like to see them stick around and. You know, maybe they'll lose in the second round. Maybe they'll lose in the conference finals. I think they could win but a championship. I just, again. I, I want them. I want them to make it back to the finals because I mean, the, but, I, I think, uh, I, I think by the time they retire, especially those the splash run, people are going to really appreciate them, and that goes for every player that's playing now. Yeah. By the time they retire, you know, they, 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 it just happens, right? Like Carmelo Anthony, like it's crazy how like the turn or Carmelo Anthony, you know, it's just like the fans would be like, oh, he's a ball hog, blah. blah, blah. And then, like you know, even younger fans now they 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 like him. You know, they like Carmelo Anthony. I think that fanfare for Steph is going to be next level. He's such a beloved. Oh yeah, I mean, player. it's going to be like Kobe. You know, it's, it's like yeah. LeBron or whatever we do with LeBron. You know, um, yeah. So it'll be weird, man. It'll be a weird day because Steph is thirty three years old, and I'm hoping. I think he I can age well, well though. 40. I think he's got it. I think he's got yeah, another. Of course, game. of course. I, I'd give him maybe three. But does he want to retire like on top as he's like the guy? He's he's gonna play. Yeah, I, I think he can have at least five. I think he can have five good seasons. Yeah, yeah, and I think like his game. You know, I, I think he can have at least five seasons with at least a hundred with at least three hundred threes. Five seasons with at least three. I think he could do that. I mean, he's he's the best three point shooter ever. You know, that would be incredible. Yeah, like, it, be incredible. it really depends on his role too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, because he's, you know, if we had a, if he had these extra ten games, he would have broke his record from the 2016 season. He was on pace to break his record. That's just an incredible accomplishment. He had 402 that season, I believe. Yeah, and it's crazy, and I, I it, it makes me really annoying. Yeah, he had 402. Yeah, and. It, it would, you know, I don't know. It makes you kind of annoying when people talk about, like, I guess when they talk about the meta of the Warriors because they were so good so recently. And I don't know, man. Like, <clears throat> I'm totally, as a, as a guy who is a neutral to that franchise, I've totally jumped on that bad wagon because I get it, man. Like, I want to watch beautiful basketball. And, like, they had Jesus. everything from defense. His career three you know, point percentage is 43%. Shooting. And he's averaged 8.6 attempts per game. I mean, just the sheer volume 
that he's shooting at and how high that number is. And Steve Kerr is the all-time. Oh, yeah. And then, like, look at where he's shooting. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to pull up Steve Kerr's numbers right now because. Steve Kerr is, he is the. He's the all-time leader. The Curry truther. Well, he's he's the all-time leader in three-point percentage, too. And so I wonder, I bet Steve Kerr only took, like, four a game is my prediction. Wow, not even. Steve Kerr. Oh, that was probably, yeah. 1.8 per game. But Four I times what game, it is yeah. per 36. Per 36 minutes. Well, that makes a lot of sense considering, yeah. Yeah, per 36 uh, minutes, yeah, he took 3.6. And so Steph, per 36 minutes, has taken 13.3. Wow. Yeah, so at that clip. But Steph is sure, or, or I'm sorry, nine. This season, he's taking 13.3 per 36. But he's averaged more than twice as many attempts per game than Kerr. And Kerr got, had much easier looks because he wasn't, no one's taken more difficult shots than Steph Curry. It's just incredible. But I, I think we got to switch gears here because there is one specific thing we want to Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, some people get kind of cute. Of course, yeah. Yeah, I have it right here. I got my Bulls jersey right here. You see, this is number twelve. Uh, Heinrich, Daniel Gafford. Which, uh, you know, this jersey might <laughs> this jersey might symbolize where we might end up in the standings, the twelfth seed. But uh, the Bulls are out of the plane conversations, and you know. You people who know, you, you know, watching us, you know, you were diehard Bulls fans and, you know, none of us at all was thinking championship or anything this season. So, you know, uh, but we were thinking something like the plan. So it is kind of disappointing, but exactly. uh, it's okay. It was the kiss of death. That too. But like, you know, the, the, the trade came at a bad time. It just came at a really rough part of the schedule. We lost like five games in a row. Yeah, and it took really a while to get their chemistry together, and they're like just yeah, and like once Vucevic was in like his fifth game or whatever, it was like you know they started to you know look a little better, but it, it really it didn't take until like that twelfth game where they started to look solid. There weren't cohesive with Vucevic there, you know. Yeah, exactly, and like you know the, the whole thing with the point guard too. Like we talked about all season, talked about before the season. Uh, you know, we just just need a, we just need a true point guard. We we need. They had you know, a bad year with injuries. Even yeah, Markkinen, yeah, we had. Yeah. You know, Markkinen was out with COVID, and uh, and I and I I'd be surprised if Markkinen came back. I would be yeah, very surprised. It's um, interesting. It sounds like Billy Donovan really likes him, but uh, yeah, I, I wonder where where he could be okay. I mean, you know, I wonder how he look at Sacramento or something. I know oh. that's kind of like a people might think that's like a death wish or whatever. It's like you know the wasteland, but you know he he could be okay for for a team like that. Uh, you know, fire Walden and, and get D'Antoni <laughs> and let Markkinen be with Ryan Anderson with the Rockets. I that's actually some mad scientist shit. That would be fun. That'd yeah, be yeah. Fun. You know, maybe Markkinen's one of those guys who's just way better in like a video game setting. Where, you know, it's kind of like Nico Mirotic, you know. Like, I feel like I've played a lot better with him in the video game. But oh, one person who's way better in 
real life than the video game. I would say uh, Steph Curry probably. I mean, uh, that that'd be a, a great fit. I, my two takeaways from it is uh, the Washington Wizards are actually super fun right now, and oh yeah, the Wizards totally earned that spot. And, you know, they yeah, had some they great wins against Brooklyn, and they had you know they beat they beat Brooklyn. Brooklyn. They beat someone else too. I think they're they're two and one against Brooklyn. They swept the Jazz. They swept the Lakers. They beat, yeah. They swept the Nuggets. How about that? Wow, Brook. Uh, sorry, Washington. Washington yeah. Wizards. Yeah. Well done. Fair play. And, Fair play. And they're averaging uh, around 130 points per game this month. And how much are they giving up? <laughs> like I'm guessing 114. I don't know what they're giving up in may precisely but they're giving up like 118 oh, okay, points okay. per game they they have the worst defense okay, okay. like in the yeah. league in their body right, yeah they're they're... In like every major statistical category like their defense is horrendous but the thing that makes them so dangerous is when other teams play fast it gives the wizards an advantage because they're the best team in the league at playing fast they lead the league in pace Westbrook is, you know, the and they, they were also fast last year too. Like they were like one of the better one of the best offensive teams ever or whatever last year, or yeah. just in terms of like pace and offensive rating or whatever. Wound up being like a perfect fit. Oh yeah, I was I I loved that fit for you know coming into that season for both sides. I was really like I was kind of disappointed when they started off so terribly, but you know, they, they got back, they, you know, I, I was hoping they'd be a little bit higher, you know, before the season, I was thinking like they'd be six seed, seven seed. That's still a possibility, I guess. They could still be the seven seed theoretically, I guess. And what a turn that'd be. Wow. If they can play Brooklyn. Well, can they make some noise? You know, the, 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 the people would love, and you know, we, we talk about DC too, man. Like would, would them upsetting, the Brooklyn Nets would that, that would never happen? Hypothetical, it wouldn't happen, of course. But that would really jumpstart like the oh, the, the market a... in DC. Like that would be like huge for DC. You know, like I think they would really embrace the Wizards because you know the Wizards kind of don't really have an identity as a franchise. You know, I like, feel like they. I mean, yeah, is a franchise. This team though does. This team's identity is yeah. Like we're gonna turn it into a track meet. And catch us if you can. I mean, could, like imagine if they, if they pull like a like a we believe thing, you know, like that'd be. I they mean, play like so Washington damn was... fast, like they just yeah, whip yeah. threes, throw random lobs to Gafford, and Westbrook sprints around like a cat at two a.m., like just just like sprinting across the hardwood floor, and you like hear the scratching, and you're in your Dude. bed, and you're like, what the? I need fuck? to see. Is I need that? to see a Brooklyn versus Washington series. I need to yeah. see that go seven games. I think actually they could make it. I need game. to see that go seven. That's, games. that's my very, I was talking to a friend of the show, Reed about this the other night. I think that series would go six, but they would get swept by the Sixers because. Right. Right. They're, they match up with some teams like really well. Oh, I mean like Embiid is the worst possible. possible. And you know, Simmons is bad too. Yeah, Embiid is the worst possible match. So maybe that's what they're pushing for. Maybe that's what Westbrook's got circled, number seven. Say that again? Maybe that's what Westbrook's got circled on his uh, his his page there, number seven seed. 
Oh yeah, I mean, because then Brooklyn will likely be number number seven. I think uh, Brooklyn is the. Uh, oh, bro, bro, sorry, they'll be number two, right? Brooklyn will be number two, and yeah, Washington yeah. number seven. I mean, they're probably going to play the Pacers in the play-in, and then yeah. that's going to be super high-scoring because those games, all three of them have been at least in the 120s and 130s, but there was like the 154, 153 or something. 154 to 141, that was another game, right? Against that's the what it was, 154 to 150. Oh, okay. 141, and that, that yeah. was against the Pacers. That was one game Yeah, all three a week of the ago. games against the Pacers just – track meet high scoring slug fest but the the wizards i think yeah the wizards won all three so the wizards are gonna beat the pacers and then they're gonna go to five at least five games they'll at least steal a game from brooklyn but maybe they won't maybe they won't <laughs> maybe yeah. brooklyn has another level that we don't know about that they've just been like yeah i mean because they've been coasting all season Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, it's crazy to think about because, like, ask us like two years ago, be like, who are the most unguardable players in the NBA? Now they're all on the same team. Yeah. Like, you have the best ball insane. handler and the, uh, the two best scorers. Speaking slightly related, slightly related, this is what Kevin Durant had to say about the Bulls. Uh, he, he says he likes the Bulls and says they have a great future. Zach Levine, Vooch, and Kobe White are the key pieces to the team, and Patrick Williams can play. That's accurate. And then, yeah, I mean, they're like, they're going to be Kevin Durant, the realist, the realist one. Thanks, KD. Come play with us. (laughs) I think. Yeah, right. If you really love us, come on, come on up here. If they come on out east or out west, sorry, out west. I don't know. Maybe uh, there's some interesting guys out there like Spencer Dinwiddie might be really cool. I think they will try to make a push for Lonzo Ball. I've been saying that for months. I wouldn't be surprised if they make a Ages. push for a guy like Mike Conley. Believe it or not. You know that 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 wouldn't be bad either. That that'd be a nice, you know, a nice bet, but I think that may they might try to get like a veteran point guard. If Mike Conley wins the ring this year, I think he will come. I think he could come for sure. I think if I he wins a ring, he he'd want to stay and run it back. Yeah, I can see that too. But that would, that's a big if. It's crazy in the West that like this, the numbers don't have any correlation to like the favorites. Like in the East, I'd say the favorite is the Nets. And then despite the Sixers having a better record, but in the West, it's like, the Lakers in the play-in and they're the favorite. Yeah, Lakers should definitely be seen as number one seed still. Yeah. Um just, just for them being champions. But and like the Clippers aren't number two, but they're probably number two in that, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It, it I, I'd say so. Guys. You know, I, I think Phoenix is a Phoenix is a tough matchup for anyone, I think. But, yeah. I don't know how you much know, I, I'm just really legit contenders. Like I'm just really interested in this possible second round, you know, matchups between yeah. the Suns and the Clippers. Uh, the thing that makes the Jazz interesting is like every one of those teams in the West, if you turn an ankle, it's over. The Jazz could turn an ankle. Yeah. Like yeah. The, yeah. Mitchell could be out and they'd be okay. 
Like Conley would be out. You know, I, okay. it I, 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 could, playing, I think that I think the okay. Like the only okay, guy I see what you mean. Okay, if okay, they okay, lose yeah, Rudy yeah. Gobert, they'd be in trouble. Okay, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's definitely but true. If they lose anybody else, they have they're stupid deep. Like people don't they really are, man. I don't think people give Jordan Clarkson enough credit and like him or Joe Ingles, like Zach Lowe picked Joe Ingles for a sixth man of the year. You know who should get more credit is their coach because I've seen a lot of people throwing around Monty Williams' name around, which, you know, is a valid choice as Adam and I were still talking in our pillow talk sessions. I think Quinn Snyder is the coach of the year. And I think, I don't think it should be a question. I mean, yeah. especially if they finish number one for me. Yeah. Thibodeau is a good one too. I mean, you know, especially if they can get like the fourth seed, uh, but that's another interesting race. The four through six spot in the Eastern Conference. It's uh, uh, it's the Hawks, the Heat, and the Knicks, and it's all separated by half a game. The Hawks are up half a game. They're the fourth seed. Wow. The Heat and Knicks are tied five, six, eight games. It's a gridlock, man. The Knicks are really good. Derrick Rose has yeah. been awesome lately, and. Julius Randle obviously having a I, – the, the thing is I still think Michael Porter Jr. would be my pick for most improved just because – I mean, but you can't go wrong. Julius Randle's running away with it. Everyone's going to vote for Julius Randle. He's going to win most improved, and he deserves it. I would – like I said, I would vote for Porter, but that is what it is. The Hawks have been so much better. Like, it's like – all these teams, except the Celtics, who are now totally screwed. Like, no, Jalen Brown, it's over. The, but all the teams yeah. you were waiting to, like, figure it out. Well, the Pacers didn't figure it out either. But, like, the Knicks have been good all year. That turned out not to be a fluke. The Heat figured it out, got healthy. The Hawks figured it out, got relatively healthy. Yeah, I guess they – yeah, relatively. It's like DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish, I feel like, have been injured since – like before we were born or something, they've been injured for a long, long time. Uh, but Atlanta through New York, because I mean, obviously the the Bucks, no pun intended, the Buck stops there. That's when you get into the like legit NBA championship contenders. Because Bucks, Nets, and Sixers all have a champ a chance. And I think right now it's a really it's really hard to predict who will be in the championship and who is like the favorite to come out of either division because this is a different Sixers team than we've seen. Like this is Doc Rivers, not Brett Brown. They've been really good all year. Joel Embiid has had Embiid is MVP underrated. Yeah. He's been awesome. He's going to be second to MVP. And then obviously Brooklyn, like, and then the box, like you're going to be able to put Giannis on KD you're going to be able to put, and this is going to be West or Eastern Conference semis inevitable. Brooklyn, Milwaukee. Giannis goes on KD. Chris Middleton goes on James Harden. And then you put Drew Holiday on Kyrie Irving. And then you have just as much shooting and ability to score and better defense and more depth. Like the Nets have more star power, but like that's a better matchup for the Bucks than it is the Nets. So that gets really interesting. And we haven't gotten to see what that looks like with the Nets 
having all their guys. And honestly, Blake Griffin can still play. He's a really good passer. He's a really good shooter. You can't leave him. And their offense has gotten even better there. So he's going to be an interesting X factor. The playoffs are going to be so fun. Yeah, uh, and it, I'm very interested to see what, what's, how Embiid's going to look in the playoffs. Uh, usually he gets gas, and he's way more conditioned this year. He's way more, you know, he's way better at, his, at the cardio now, it seems like. So it's this is going to be a great playoffs. I can't wait. And it starts in about, in about the next week or so. Uh, that's going to do it for this edition of Pillow Talk. I'm Hami right. with Adam. And Adam, <laughs> you look really red over there. This is really red light. It's uh, my microphone light. Oh, of course. Of course. It's your mic light. Mic lights. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, yeah, again, this is Friday night. So Friday night Pillow Talk. Uh, and so if you're listening to this, it's probably Saturday. Have a good Saturday, everyone.